Welcome back to Magna Vita. I'm Alex Olson. In Latin, Magna Vita means great life. Every week, we present best practices and principles to help us build a great life. Last week, we talked about the importance of focusing on what we can control, staying inside, reframing, and journaling. This week, we talk about gratitude, the first skill from the Air Force Resiliency Lessons. But first, we wanna give you a shout out. There's a lot that you could be doing right now. You could be checking social media, listening to the radio, or watching Netflix. Instead, you are taking time to become better for those around you. Thank you for being here. And thank you for the reviews and sharing the podcast. It makes such a difference as we try to help someone each week. We can't do this without you. Before we get into the first resiliency lesson of gratitude, we wanted to first share an introduction of the lessons and talk about why we're doing this. To answer the why question, um, to me, not to focus on the pandemic and COVID-19, But I think it's important to recognize how tough things are and how tough things are going to be. When you look at some of the statistics about how more alcohol is being purchased, divorce rates are escalating, we really are going through such a tough time, not just with our health, but also with the economy, with our relationships. There's so much that we can't control. We can't control the economy or how long this will last. So we need to focus on what we can do to make this situation a little better. And one of the best ways I can think of is to be more resilient, to be stronger for the people in our lives who are struggling. But I just want to give a quick disclaimer that in no way am I trying to take credit for these lessons. These were made by the Air Force and they're shared yearly with everyone in the Air Force. And they're also shared with people when they first enter the Air Force. So I've been able to share these for with over 100, it's been almost 400 people. We've gotten good feedback. I think they're really valuable and I wanna share them so that those people have access to them. But also going forward, we're not gonna be able to do those lessons for at least a little bit because of social distancing. So I wanna put these out there so that people have access to them who really need them. But if you have any feedback, if you have any thoughts, please let us know. We can always make these better and we can always try to improve. And just as another disclaimer, we're not making any money off of this podcast. There's no ads. There never has been, never will be. Just trying to do this to help people. And I I really like starting with this question of why though, because I think it's so critical to start with our values and to think about with these lessons, why do we want to be more resilient? Why does this matter for me? Do I wanna be a better spouse, a better parent, a better friend? Whatever it may be, because it's so critical, like I said, that with so many people struggling, we're all fighting our own battles, that if we become stronger, then we can better help others in our life. Sticking with the introduction, the next question we wanted to answer or try to help with is, what is resilience? And so it's important to ask ourselves, what do you think of when you hear the word resilience? The definition is the ability to successfully adapt and recover after stress or a challenge. 
to continue to perform well in the face of change or stress, which again, I think is so applicable to what we're all going through right now. But it's also important to think about what resilience is not. Resilience is not always being happy. It's not just smiling all the time. We're not saying that things are gonna be perfect or easy. We're all gonna go through tough times. Resilience though is also not innate. It's not something we're just born with. We can become more resilient, but it's like my old coach used to say, my old high school football coach, he used to say we're either becoming better or becoming worse. We can't stay the same. And there is always room for growth. No matter where we're starting at, we can always become a little bit better. And I think there's also always opportunities to share these lessons. So I like when I'm leading these lessons, I like to tell people that they might not be here or they might not be listening to these lessons for themselves. It might be for someone that they are coming in contact with, whether it's at home or at work, who's going through a tough time and needs them to lift them up. And when we're all fighting our own battles, we can take these lessons and we can use them to help someone that is struggling. Before we get into the lesson, it's also important to ask ourselves, why does this all matter? Why does resilience matter? And so I just wanted to share quickly a couple of benefits that are backed by science. The Air Force spent a lot of time and money to make these lessons, and they didn't just throw them together because they sounded nice, but they went and they found scientific articles, journals, research, studies that have proven these benefits. And they found that people who are resilient perform better and are healthier. Resilience helps us navigate change, adapt, and recover after stressors. It leads to better performance under pressure, better decision-making, better sleep, and better immune functioning. These are all things that we need so much right now. Resilience also leads to less stress and burnout. So the Air Force does resilience training on a consistent basis because it believes and it's been shown that we can train our mind just like we train our bodies with physical training. And I really like that metaphor because it shows that resilience training and our mental health isn't something that we can do just once a year. We can't just check a box and say, well, I meditated for the month, I'm good to go. Just like with our physical health, if we're having to work out three, four, five times a week, we should be checking in with ourselves and seeing how are we strengthening our minds as well three, four, five times a week. How can we do this consistently so that we get the benefits that we need most in our life? And so this resilience training provides a set of tools designed to help us with our personal and professional performance. We'll share eight tools that can help us be mentally, physically, and emotionally strong. And just a disclaimer, I think a lot of these tools, like gratitude, they're common sense. They make, they're all things we've probably heard before. We'll talk about how we can use them more often. But just because they're common sense does not mean they're common practice. So that's the real question for all of us, is how can we build the bridge between what we know we should do and what we actually do.
The first resiliency lesson that we share in the Air Force is about gratitude. It's called Gratitude, Look for the Good. And I'm so excited to share it because it's one of my favorites. It's hard to think of something that's so easy, so small, that can make such a big difference. The return on investment is huge for us and the people around us. I actually love gratitude so much that I did what any millennial does and I made an Instagram account about gratitude. I know it's embarrassing, you can go check it out. It's called Thanksgiving Thursday. And the reason I bring this up is because I wanna share a quote that I put on there. But first, I, I should say, I don't wanna brag, but the Instagram account did go pretty viral. Uh, in the first couple months, we had two followers. So that was a big deal for us. It they were my wife, Sarah, and our dog. That might not sound like much, but Titan's pretty picky about who he follows, so that meant a lot. But in all seriousness, I, I love this quote. And I like, I think it's interesting, um, when I share this quote with students and people going through these classes, I tell them it's the person who said the quote is one of the most successful people in the world. And I always ask them to guess just to hear who they say. And it's interesting, a lot of times they'll say Bill Gates, Warren Buffett. I think a lot of times we equate money to success and that's definitely not the case. But it's interesting to think about who would you say is one of the most successful people and why? What do we value in others and how can we create that in ourselves? And so a lot of times people don't get it until I say that she is one of the most successful people. And then sometimes someone will guess Oprah. So I actually shared this quote last week, but I think it's so good and so applicable that I wanna share it again. So Oprah said, the single greatest thing you can do to change your life today would be to start being grateful for what you have right now. And the more grateful you are, the more you get. I love that quote and I think it's so true that if we can just recognize the good things in our life, it creates a virtuous cycle where we feel better, we act differently, and that gets into why we should practice this skill. What are some of the benefits? And again, these are backed by science. And we talk about in these lessons how gratitude, it helps in these ways. It builds optimism and positive emotions by paying attention to good things. It helps us cope with daily hassles and stress, and it improves social relationships. And I think that last one is key. I know it makes such a big difference when someone is gr grateful to us. Sarah has had a huge impact on the people that she's leading in the Air Force, and she's gotten some thank you notes and some other things where people have expressed that to her. She still keeps it in her office and she looks at those, so whenever she's going through a hard time, she can rely on the good things and she can rely on that for strength. And so just taking a step back, I know those are, we went through those benefits quickly, but it's just important to recognize that those three things, being able to be optimistic, coping with stress, and improving our social relationships, if we could have just those three things in our life, we would have a pretty great life. And so let's talk more about what is gratitude and then why it's important. The definition of gratitude that we use in the lessons is a sense of wonder, thankfulness, and appreciation for life. 
when I was first going through these lessons and learning them myself, the, someone in our class said when they thought of wonder, when they thought of this definition, they, they thought about sitting on the beach in a beautiful sunset. And that's a really good example. I really like that. But I also really like on the slides, on the it has a picture of this big, strong military guy in camo, and he's walking with his daughter. And I love that example as well, that it can be the big, beautiful moments in our life when we're on the beach, but it can also be the small, everyday moments in our life. One example of that for me, at first I didn't really know what it meant by a sense of wonder until I thought of our, at least my favorite place to eat. And for me, it's Chick-fil-A. Every time I have Chick-fil-A, I have that sense of wonder where I don't know how they make it so good, how it's legal for it to taste that good, but it always tastes amazing. And so I know that's another nerdy example, but I just think it's important to try to focus on the big things, but also those small things as well that will give us the strength and the positivity that we need to keep going. Because looking for the good helps us to focus on what went right. And that's so important because of something called the negativity bias. The negativity bias is what research has found that we are more likely to pay attention and remember negative things than positive things. It creates a vicious cycle, a negative spiral, where one negative thing leads to another. I think we've all experienced this in our life where our day starts out with something going wrong, maybe our alarm doesn't go off, we get cut off driving to work, and then it just leads to one thing after another. And it's important to, to know that this negativity bias happens and it's in all of our brains. It happens for all of us. We are hardwired to focus on negative events and emotions. It's part of our evolutionary brain. Negative emotions trigger our fight, flight, or freeze mechanism. And this used to help us survive. It was super helpful when we were dealing with saber-toothed tigers and we were constantly under threat and danger, but it's not as helpful anymore. Not when we're not under constant threat and we have to worry about our survival. But on the other hand, positive emotions can create a virtuous cycle, an upward spiral, where one positive thing leads to another. And that's so important because positive emotions are the fuel for resilience. They keep us going strong even when times get tough. Gratitude and other positive emotions help us counteract the negativity bias they help us discover and develop new skills and improve our performance. So that's why gratitude is so important. And now we want to talk about how we can actually practice it. Just like going to the gym, we need to do things regularly, consistently to get the benefits that we need in our life. So one way to practice gratitude is to write down in the last 24 hours what is something you are grateful for. So that's the first part and, and really encourage you to actually do this and write it down. We always give the students going through the classes at least five minutes so that they have time to think about this and then share with other people. So the first part is to write down 
Just like I said, in the last 24 hours, what is something you are grateful for? The next step though is reflection is key. So we wanna ask ourselves three questions to get the most out of this gratitude practice. We wanna ask ourselves first, why did it go well? Second, why is it meaningful? And third, how did others contribute to this good thing? And I just wanna highlight and put some emphasis on that last question. I think it's really key to ask ourselves, how did others contribute? Because that helps us to see that we're not alone. Whatever we're going through, we can see that people are around us and we can lean on them for strength. So I encourage you to pause the podcast or take a second and talk about this with someone or even just in your mind to think about what are you grateful for? Why did it go well? Why is it meaningful? And how did others contribute? After doing the activity and practicing gratitude, it's important to ask ourselves what was helpful about that or did it help? And we really want to try to notice the benefits whenever we are doing something good in our life because that will give us the motivation to keep doing something. So hopefully we'll start to notice some of the positivity, we'll feel better, we'll start to notice more of the good things in our life as we consistently do this. But sometimes we get a little bit of pushback and people will ask, do we really need to do this every day? And I think it's important to find what works best for us. For me, it's easier to do something every day because then I don't have to ask myself if I'm gonna do it today, I just know, hey, I I need to do this before I go to bed. But we talk about in the lessons how some people might benefit more if they reduce the frequency. So the key with this is it shouldn't be a chore. We wanna find what the right fit is for us. But what's key is to do it regularly, to make it sustainable so that we can get all those benefits that we've talked about. So just in review to close out this this skill and this lesson, gratitude builds optimism and positive emotions. It helps us cope with stress and it improves our relationships, all of which are key for building a great life. And the best part is it only takes a couple minutes but it has a huge impact on us and the people around us. To get those benefits, we need to develop a regular gratitude practice that includes one to three things that we are grateful for and reflection on why we are grateful. In closing, I wanna quickly share the story of Orson Swindle. I heard him speak when I was only a freshman in college and I don't think I'll ever forget the lesson that he taught me about the power of humor and gratitude. Orson was shot down in Vietnam and he was a prisoner of war for seven years. If you can imagine seven years away from his family, from his work, seven years in solitary confinement where he was interrogated, tortured seven years taken away from him. And when he was finally released after seven years, he was gonna talk to his wife for the first time. And he didn't know if she had waited for him. He didn't know how to try to break the ice. He wanted to show her that he was still the same person. And so he heard her voice on the other end of the phone 
And the first thing that he said to his wife was, sorry, I didn't call earlier. I've been all tied up. I I love that example of humor and finding the good in a situation. I don't know if his wife loved it. She might have not found it to be quite as funny, but I do really love what else he said. Orson said if he could go back and make it so that he was never a prisoner of war, so if he could get those seven years back, he said that he wouldn't. He wouldn't change it if he could, because he was grateful for those seven years. He said they made him into the man that he needed to become. So I just I want to share that because I think if Orson can find something to be grateful for about seven years in a prisoner of war camp, then we also can find something to be grateful for today. We hope these tactics and tools about resiliency and gratitude help you or someone you know this week to build a great life. Thank you again for the reviews and sharing the podcast. It really does make such a difference as we try to help someone each week. We can't do this without you. Thanks for listening. We know your time is super valuable and it means a lot that you're here. We'll see you next week.